Hi, my name is Isabella Johnston, and today's Intern Whisper Tip of the Week is when recruiting multi-generational workers, you have an excellent opportunity to build a high-performing team with a wide range of experiences and skills. As you structure project teams, you should also take advantage of the opportunity to bring together staff members with complementary attributes. This creates an environment where employees from different age groups can easily share knowledge and gain new perspectives that enrich their work lives. So you wanna try peer and reverse mentoring. It is a two-way relationship that allows the younger generations to share their fresh perspectives and how they use technology. And the older generations can share their wisdom that comes from having the history of what has happened in that company. These two generations can share mutual insights and that benefits the whole company. So by encouraging teamwork and sharing knowledge, you can build a high quality team that's ultimately more valuable than the sum of its individual parts. All right, so welcome to the Intern Whisper. The show is all about the future of work and innovation. And on this week's show, we have Sam and Gina Mitchell. They are a mother and son duo. I met at PodFest. They're awesome. I'm really excited to have them here as a guest. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. It's uh, good to be here. Thank you. Very good. So I always kick off the show with five words that you use to describe you. So Sam, you said fun was one of your words. Why do you say that you are a fun person? Because I've only met you that one time, but I would definitely use that word. Well, because according to people, they like to say I'm just the type of person who rather enjoy life and make everything fun. And whether you can take it serious or not, or whether it has to be serious or not, Mm-hmm. What was your second word? You want to lead with that one? You said crazy. I'm going to assume that's like in all the best possible ways that a person can be crazy. For the most part, yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes what I do is considered crazy. Sometimes what I do is considered like, whoa, a lot of outgoing, bubbly personality. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't always that. So I figured I'm going to use that now and make up the times I didn't have it back when I was four years old. Gotcha. What do you think was the craziest thing you ever did? I will tell you something I did if you want to share yours. That's a good question. Okay, I'll Um, tell you one. Uh, I'll lead and that'll give you some thinking time. So I was in high school and one of my friends dared me to sneak out in the middle of the night and I went, okay, I'll go do that. I sneak out and it's a neighborhood and I'm like walking around waiting for my friend to come. (laughs) I was not a kid that got in trouble. I didn't do drugs, drink, smoke, nothing. You know, I was, I was a good kid, did sports, all of that stuff. Anyway, long story short, I walk around when this is the most boring thing in the world. I found no joy in it. So I went, I think that was kind of crazy. I mean, I have stories like that. Yeah, well, well we all do. <laughs> uh, I guess for me, oh gosh, and I do know or not. Um, jumping off the diving board, open oh, first. Oh yeah. And it doesn't feel good when you have a jump. <laughs> oh my gosh, how high up were you? Not. Not high at all. Oh. It was a hospital uh, visit because he had Ooh. jumped and did the split. 
and kid and came up and went, oh, and I could tell just by the look on his face. But then, you know, he said, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And we swam more. But then when we got home, he was like, okay, this is really bad. So I think you were 12. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what? 12 year olds. We all do really silly (laughs) things, don't we? Yeah. So you said smart. Yep. Well, you, well, I may not be the most in, well, I made you diving board. May I made you splits off a diving board. There are, I can write and do all the English material that you need. I can't do math for the life of me. You know what? I I struggled with that also. You're not alone. Yeah. But I can write really well and just play around with words. Yeah. And you have a podcast. We're going to talk about that in a little bit also. Cool. All right. Well, that's the next one. You're a podcaster. So how did you get into podcasting? Well, it started when I joined my high school's media club. And ever since then, I fell in love with it. And after that, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start my own. She didn't know what it was, obviously. But I said, well, I'm doing it, period. And that was when Autism Rocks and Rolls was born. Oh, when was that? Were you, you said high school. So you started it in high school? Yeah, I did Thundercast though, but then I turned 17 and started Autism Rocks and Rolls. I got a roadcaster for my birthday. Ah, Thundercats. That's a cartoon, right? It's a, yeah, it could be one. I think, it, I think it's Thundercats. Mm-hmm. What it's called is what I've heard. But Thundercast was the school's podcast we did. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. Uh, the last one is an entrepreneur. Yep. It started after I got sponsors, really, and started with $70 in the PayPal. And after the sponsors, we did more and more things, and it turned into having over $1,000 in a PayPal account. No, $70. Oh, $70. <laughs> no, it started with $70 in a PayPal account. It started with 70 and we have a lot more now. But yeah, that's, yeah, $70 in a PayPal account is all we really had to work with, and um, it took a, a long time. It took about three years, I guess, three, four years to to build it to where it is now. Um, and, you know, with the nonprofit, Sam is, we are a team. Um, he does, he does uh, the podcast side. I really don't have a whole lot of say in that. I help him a lot. But as far as the nonprofit goes, um, he is our executive director. And we have a board of four now. We Unfortunately, we have one that had to resign. Um, and then I'm president of the corporation. So I tackle a lot of the nonprofit things. And I guess it was about four months ago, five months ago, um, the board put Sam on payroll. And wow. that was a really exciting day for us. But now I just need to get on there. <laughs> you do need to get on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but like offline, we'll talk about it, but I have, um, worked in nonprofit for 26 years, um, set them up, um, organized them, set up strategic fundraising plans. I have a certificate in nonprofit management and I used to write grants. I'm not a big fan of, of pursuing grants because they honestly can be a, uh, a thing that people depend on and they're just supposed to be a seed. So, you have to think about sustainable uh, development for sure. But I'll talk yeah. to you guys about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gina, your five words. <clears throat> yes. My first word was mother, because that is the number one thing that I do that trumps everything. 
-hmm. everything is, you know, that's my number one thing in life. Um, that's why I'm here. I mean, that's how many what kids I do. do you have? Just Sam. Sam. Sam is the lucky man. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. He, some days I consider it. Some days I don't. Yeah. yeah you know we, what? Again, we're all the same in that area. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a really good relationship. If we didn't, then we wouldn't be able to do this, but we do bet heads and we bet heads pretty hard sometimes. And yeah, I think we, I think our skulls have blood a couple of times. Yeah, I think a lot of it is because we are wired. Um, we are a lot alike and then that really can, but you know, we know each other really well and, um, he's a really good business partner. So Mm -hmm. so mother's number one for me and then my second one was wife um I've been married to my husband for 23 years wow congratulations and we've um you know we've really we've gotten through some things that a lot of people probably wouldn't and um you know that I I love them both very very much but uh what was my third one I don't remember oh I'm gonna tell you opinionated oh yeah yeah, I come from. I question though if it's defensive. I'll be honest with you on that one. Yeah, they they say that my husband and my I'm sorry. I love I, you. It's not too mean. My husband and my son say that I'm uh, defensive, and I and I am. I mean, I'm not denying that. I get you know very defensive if if I feel like, especially if I feel like somebody is making me feel dumb, or if someone is if I'm kind of being undermined. I don't like that. That will really upset me, but sometimes they're not doing that at all. And I take it that way. So, um, but I grew up in a pretty opinionated family. My dad is, um, I'm a lot like my dad. He's very vocal, very opinionated. Um, and so I just, I feel like it's important, especially, excuse me. I feel like it's very important, especially for women, you know, to be able to get themselves. Absolutely. It's, it's critical because there's been times in history and there's still places all over the world where women don't have a voice. And I think that's really, really important. So I try to kind of instill that in Sam so that when he, you know, gets married or he has a girlfriend that he allows her to be who she is and to stand independently. So I, I, I feel really strongly about that. I agree with you. It's really important to know each person to know exactly who they are and what they have to bring to any relationship, friendship, marriage, business, whatever. Um, Because, you know, those people will come and go in our lives. You know, they're here for seasons, one time can be for the long haul, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to not be here. Exactly. (laughs) So you got to be able to know how to take care of yourself and have your voice heard. Yeah for sure. You said strong and you meant mentally strong. So how so? Because you live with two men. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And that right there, that should answer your question. I have to, I have to be strong. (laughs) No, they're really good. Um, You know, my my husband and I really take care of each other. Um, You know, we kind of have, I I don't know, we're both very, very independent people when we both have our things and we both have, you know, our space and, you know, but at the end of the day, we come together and he's, you know, we support each other. So, um, but I, I feel like I've had to be strong. That's, that's what, you know, you, I, I, there's always a saying that you, sometimes you don't know the strength that you have, you know, until you have to use it. 
And so when I grew up, um, I have, my family is really, really close still. I'm, you know, very close to my dad. My mom. Yeah, we probably see our family, like your side of the family, a lot of the time. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. They, um, they live down the road from us, so we see them often, my side of the family. And then my husband's side of the family lives like the other way. So we're all kind of right here together. Um, but when I grew up, we had a lot of love in our house. It was, that was never an issue, but we, I lived in pretty extreme poverty um, for until I was about a teenager. And so that was hard. And as a kid, I didn't really know that we were, but as I got older, I understood that, you know, things, times were really, really hard. Um, and then as I got older, um, I was diagnosed with MS when I was uh, 28. And it, luckily it's been in remission for almost 20 years. Um, but I, I still have some symptoms, but it's a pretty mild form. You know, Sam was diagnosed with a peanut allergy. He was diagnosed with autism. This, ADHD. ADHD. This, this all happened within about a three-year period. Wow. So we, we were thrown some things. <clears throat> we were thrown some things that um, took some strength, you know, to get through and to, to deal with. So, um, you know, I've battled my weight my whole life. And I don't know, it's a lot of it is pretty typical, you know, that every, we're all human and we all struggle with things, but I've had to be pretty strong. I've had to be pretty strong a few times in my life. So yeah. that's what I feel. That's why I feel like I am a strong woman. Yeah. And I think with that strength, you mentioned sensitive as your last word. And I think that anybody that is, that is really honest about being strong, they mm -hmm. have to be sensitive. They have to realize that, oh, I may have just hurt somebody's feelings or, oh, you know what, you know, I, I have to pay attention to the people around me so that you're more self-aware and aware of others. Well, and I think too, a lot of times I've, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize a lot of times if I'm angry, I've learned that anger is only like a, a, a secondary emotion nobody is just angry. It always starts, you know, with something else. Yeah. So a lot of times I, I, I realize I'll get my feelings hurt, like, and I get upset and I get really angry. And somebody will say, my husband like, why are you so angry? Like, why are you so mad? And I've come to be able to say, because you hurt my feelings or because you embarrassed me or because I'm, you know, not feeling well, or so it always starts with something else. So that's what I've understood as, as the years have gone by. Yeah. Most people don't realize that, but yeah, I think anger is, I agree with you. It comes from uh, being hurt, mm -hmm. you know, for whatever Some, reason. Yeah. Very insightful. Well, thanks for sharing those. That's a really quick way our guests get to know more about you, but um, Sam, you went to school. So what has your journey been like going from college to where you are now? Oh, I'm still in college, so okay. the college aspect's not over. But I think it started with college is just getting the grade, and I like people mind their own business, whereas high school, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't care as much about what you're doing <laughs> in high school. Yeah, those high school years, middle and high school years, they're rough for everybody. So what's your major? Yeah. Uh, business administration for now, but I'm switching to Vincent's hopefully to major in media or entrepreneurship and, um, digital marketing. and digital marketing. 
Yeah. Well, those are all super, super good. I can tell you, I was an English major and the best thing that when I teach, um, when I was teaching as an adjunct, I would tell anybody go take business classes. If as your electives, if you're, if you're liberal studies, because you're either going to run a department, you're going to have to put together a budget. You're going to have to do these kind of things, no matter where you are in life, because I know Gina, you're also a teacher. So you could be the department head. That means you got to manage your people. You've got to be able to put together a budget. You know, you have to have some basic principles of accounting and, you know, potentially maybe finance. You're always about estimates, right? Because grades are percentages. So we have to deal with statistics and estimates and everything that's in there. And people don't realize how much we really need to have those as a, to me, those should be the core of mm-hmm. anything that we do. So Sam, I'm really glad to hear that you're focused on business administration that supports entrepreneurship, or you're going in that track, but digital media, digital marketing, good stuff there. I can tell you some courses that you might take for fun for free um, that can help you in that area. Also, some of them are Google like Google analytics to better understand, you know, what's going on with your YouTube channel and all of that. And then there is also HubSpot. That's a customer relation management tool. And they have excellent courses on uh, anything that you're trying to do in social. And they also launched a podcast um, set of courses. Nice. That's yeah. That's look at. Yeah. Especially the Google analytics. Cause I try to understand that stuff and I don't think I do very well. <laughs> Well, they have four levels. And so one is beginners, like I'm halfway through the beginner, but you know, it's, it's rigorous and it gives you a certificate, true street value. I can attest to that. The same holds true with HubSpot, their courses, all of their courses, um, not all of them, but a majority of their courses do come with certificates that um, will definitely support what you would be learning as theory in the classroom for sure. Nice. Very nice. So you're, you've got a podcast, Sam. Tell us about your podcast. All right. So the podcast itself is called Autism Rocks and Rolls. And it is about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. I've had big guests on the show, such as Dr. Temple Grandin and professional wrestler Mick Foley. I don't know those people. <laughs> Who is well, Mick Foley? They're, they're phenomenal. Well, tell me about Mick Foley. He's a professional wrestler. Yep, probably he's labeled as the hardcore legend because of all the bumps he's taken. He also has a son on the spectrum. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and this, the story is great. Sam, uh, he's been Sam's favorite wrestler for a long time. And because Sam loves WWE wrestling, absolutely loves it. Knows everything about it. Um, but I, through podcasting, he got to meet Mick Foley, kind of like his idol, um through zoom and then we asked nick to be on the show and he was and then he's got to meet him a couple times in person yeah and dr temple grandin you'll have to look her up she's incredible she's probably the biggest autism advocate in the world um and she has a she's a professor of animal science at colorado state university but she is, you know, she's in the cattle industry. She's designed cattle handling systems. Because she has autism, she's able to, you know, think in pictures. And um, we've had the privilege of uh, meeting her. We actually spent two days with her in Canada. Ate breakfast with her. Ate breakfast with her. She's um, phenomenal. 
she's phenomenal. She's helping me, kind of coaching me with the book that we're writing. Um, and we've become friends with her and she's she's an she's an incredible human being. Oh so, wow. I'm gonna connect with her. She sounds awesome. She's uh, there's a movie. She's, but I'm gonna warn you, she picks and chooses. Let's put it that way. Well, she's very um she's a very private person. I was gonna say yeah. private, yeah. She's a very private person and she's um trying to think she's very blunt and um which we love. I love it. I mean she yeah. That's not my favorite trait in her. She's she's amazing. She's an amazing lady. So yeah, you'll have to look her up. I, I already did while you were telling me. I went, oh, <laughs> the first thing that popped up and I'm on her website page now too. I honestly respect the fact that people are just like direct. I sit here and I go, I will be very direct with you all, you know, anybody that works with me. And I said, I generally don't hold back. You know, mm -hmm. I, I read the room though. I know to read the room for sure. So Anyway, um, there's a preface that you can say is so like, Sam, I'm not really going to do this, Sam. I'm just pretending. But Sam, you know what? There's something I want to tell you about. And this is kind of maybe hard to hear, but, you know, I think I should be a really good friend and tell you what you need to hear. Maybe not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Like I start with something like that and then people go, okay, you know, because they can hear it in your voice and they know what you're really, they really, you really care about them. Anyway, that was just pretend, Sam. It wasn't for me. <laughs> I figured. Yeah, yeah. You were reading the room right. Very good. Very yep. good. Yep. So anyway, um, so you bring on these different guests. You've had celebrities. That's amazing. Um, what else do you do to tell people about autism? Oh, we try to host events. We you'd be happy to more than welcome to attend when it comes out, when uh, the news comes out and when we figure out the details. But we do events and and um let me think when is it in September well we, we have booth space sometimes we went to a local wrestling show Sunday where I got to commentate but I also get to have had to have a booth mm -hmm. and I also get to go to help out with one of our sponsors they host an opening day and they're hosting the theme of autism which is really cool Mm -hmm. And they also have a special needs night, which is phenomenal. And it's just an awesome time. We get work done, but everyone has a blast, including us. But what our big event that we do is you're more that I want to tell you about is you're more than happy to come if you want to fly out to from Florida to Indiana is um, our gala, which is autism basis. But last year, the theme was success and how we get there is mm -hmm. about success and basically that my view is owning a limo and getting out of bed cashes each other out mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we, yeah. had, we actually speaking of dr grandin she was our keynote speaker that year oh, wow she That's uh, was deal. able to do that virtually from colorado and we're hoping to get her in person in april um but yeah that like what he was saying i'll kind of chime in with the nonprofit side of it but uh, yeah, the, the, our biggest like revenue generator are the events that Sam hosts, um, and you know we have one coming up in September. There's a local pumpkin patch that has become very very popular. Yeah, I was just gonna kind of fill in the holes, oh. but we yeah we have a big event and there's gonna be you know live music and hay rides and corn maze, um, petting zoo, scavenger hunt, jeep rides. So we have that coming up and then, you know, Sam gets to travel some and gets to speak. And so he's, he's really putting his mission out there and it's, 
you know, it's 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 really a beautiful thing, really sitting back and watching, you know, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It sounds it sounds really good. I don't know um, about being able to get there to Indiana. If I am, I'm going to schools. That's for sure to get schools to <laughs> sign up on a, my platform. Um, fun fact, this week I am uh, tomorrow. I go to New York for the day. I'm going to visit um, IBM, uh, Morgan Stanley. I'm speaking with the national law firm. All of these groups have some type of uh, women's um they support women in business and in nice. entrepreneurs. So, you know, I've been talking with them for a little while. So my goal is to hopefully get a partnership with them, uh, visit Cornell University. And then I jump on a fast train, go over to Boston. And then Thursday and Friday, I'm in Boston. So it's going to be a busy week, but nice. I've got meetings set up with Harvard, with MIT, with Northeastern, with um, BU, Boston University. And um, and then some other potential investor groups. So we'll see how it all goes. That's cool. It's yeah. in April. So I can get, I do know that. Yeah, April we don't next year. It's last year we planned it on Easter weekend. And that was it, a bad idea. It was, it was still a huge success. We still, I mean, I, but I think it did definitely hinder. So next year we won't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, holidays are. Not a good time or Mother's Day, like any of those, like my college, Rollins College, they always do graduation on Mother's Day. And I go, that can be maybe a mom considers that a gift, you know, seeing her kid <laughs> I graduate. I don't know. Maybe she that could work. Yeah, it can work. And as, as a mom, I'm thinking I would, you know, the mom still or the, a parent would still have to, you know, align things with parties and stuff. So yeah, that, that's not a very good present. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that it should be a different time than Mother's yeah. Day. But not every mom is happy to see their kid graduate because then it's like, oh no, they're leaving the nest. So yeah, yeah. that's true. It's mixed feelings for sure. Anyway. Um, so tell us about your TEDx talk, Sam. What was your topic? How did you apply? Where did you do it? So that was called Soul Structure, and it was about why autistic people needed structure in their life. I think a couple of people nominated me, and I think I finally got chosen after those two nominations. We had it virtually because of COVID, but it's still like considered a TED Talk, and it's really cool. It's over at least 10 minutes, but it's definitely one to hear. Mm, I will. And you know what, we're going to, if with your permission, I don't know, we probably have to ask Ted, I'm on the TEDx Orlando leadership team here, and we can't go and take snippets and just put it in the podcast, but, you know, cause it's officially Ted property. Um, we have to ask, we know her. the lady well enough. We can talk to her about that. Well, she's here. Peter. She, um, well, we'll have to do something different and you're going to have to do that. Thank you. She, uh, it, since it's a TEDx, you know, there's TEDx's everywhere, but yeah, the lady from, it's a, the one out of Bloomington, Indiana, she's, she's great. Mm -hmm. um, she's the one that really coached Sam and helped him. So, yeah, but they don't get the discretionary. It goes all the way to the big TED, you know, the big exactly. TED organization. They, they make that call. Anyway, we'll figure out how to pull that one in there. Um, let's talk about misperceptions that people have about autism, because here's an interesting thing that happened. My college, Rollins College, there is a student that is nonverbal. She went through college. She graduated from this liberal studies program, extremely, you know, bright, intelligent, but she doesn't speak. And she delivered, she wrote out 
the valedictorian uh, address that she wanted to have shared, and it was read on her behalf. Um, but you know, people have a, a misperceptions, and so let's talk about maybe I don't know three or four of those, and you guys can, you know, bounce off of each other for sure. What do you think is a common misperception that people have about individuals with autism that is not true? That we're bedridden, that we can't do anything, and the low-functioning ones don't have any talents. Try again, because they have something to give, whether that's giving hugs giving hugs and high fives every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to say was there's a big misconception, I think, of what success is mm-hmm. when it comes to people with disabilities. And I think that if people hear the word autism, you know, verbal or nonverbal, there's this, there's this, uh, this kind of a conception or, a you know, like almost a stigma. Even. it's a perception of, you know, they can't, do anything or they can't do the things that I do because, and really the the truth is they might be able and they probably can do things that a lot of other people can't do mm-hmm. because of how their brain is wired. Mm-hmm. So we, I mean, I feel like that it definitely becomes an ability because there's things that Sam can do that I can't do. And there's things that I can do that he can't do. So it's it's just all about being human. It's just all about being a human being and and, and everybody, like he said, has something to offer. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every human being on the planet has something to offer. So that's really what I think. I, I agree with Sam is the biggest misconception. I would uh, definitely chime in on that back end of it. We have somebody that uh, has autism that's in my company also. And he prefers to remain you know, private about that. And that's okay. Um, with that said, he is one of the things that I've seen about many, and I, I don't think it's a misperception. I think it's actually a great quality is that they're very literal. And when you say something, they take you seriously. So they're also extremely, their ethics meter is off the charts. Mm-hmm. And when I'll say something, um, he will go and say, uh, you can't say that. That's not right. And I go, no, I was kidding. I'm really yeah. sorry. I did not mean to, you know, whatever. And so one of the things we played was uh, two truths and a lie. And he oh, said, no, yeah. I'm not playing that. No, no, that's a lie. That's bad. <laughs> and I they said, are not well, rule breakers. That's for sure. <laughs> they will not. They will not break the rules. And so I know if I'm looking for somebody to keep me in check, that's the person I go to and say, now, if you see that I say something or I do something that's not right, you know, you call him the tap on the shoulder and be like, yeah, yeah, no, he will stop the meeting and go, oh, you can't do that. That's not right. You can't say that. (laughs) I, I, we do a lot of, and and this is, like you said, we're, I know we're moving around a lot and we're trying to figure out how we're going to sit, but at his old computer, we kind of had a system where if I wasn't on camera, I would be off. And, um, you know, I would help him with taps, like, you know, he would, if, if he needed to kind of move on to the next question, or next topic, next topic, we had a limited amount of time, I would tap his leg, or if he would, you know, say something, I don't know, it it works for us, but yeah. um, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that is super good to have little cues that are hidden that people don't always see. So the other thing that um, I feel that meet people have a misperception about is aside from, oh, you know, they're not smart, which is so not true. So not true. 
Um, they're extremely, I, I think they're unicorns, honestly. They're, they're, they're so incredibly and brilliant. They're um, a bit of Einstein. They're a bit of a unicorn. They're a bit of, you know, everything that's magical and wonderful. And I sit here, I go, man, they are so lucky. Because mm -hmm. like they, you know, they're, they're really very honest people too. You know, I, and I feel like I'm stereotyping, but I hope it's not perceived in a negative way for all of our listeners, because honestly, having people that are autistic on your team is only going to make the rest of the people in your organization kind of sit up and play right, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, yeah, I, even as a teacher, when I have, you know, special needs kids in my class, or I have people on the autism spectrum, just what they bring to the class is incredible and the conversations we can have especially in English is phenomenal and I, I I think this is really really cool but you know the kids know about what I do outside the classroom with advocacy work and autism work and the the kids that are on the spectrum in the eighth grade tend to you know they're kind of drawn towards me because they know that you know my beliefs and they know about Sam and they just, they have that comfort level and she will understand me mm -hmm. um, to a point. And I'm, I, you know, may, maybe not totally, but I, I can be myself around her. She won't judge me. And I've, I've had some beautiful relationships with my students, you know, because of that. Mm -hmm. so and you gravitate towards the ones who aren't in the best conditions. Yeah, I, I do. I gravitate towards and the kids that um, maybe have a hard home life or maybe, um, have just some things happening in their life. Those are the kids that I, that I love. I love all of them, but I, mm -hmm. I, those kids and I have a really special bond, you know, by the time the, the year's over. So that's true. So Sam, another, um, I think this could be a, I don't know if it's a misperception or whatever, but I know you're going to be able to set me straight, um, is being able heightened, um, sensitivity to touch and uh, they don't want to be hugged and then you're just true for some but that's not for me i'm the opposite i don't want to be a hugged. big hugger i remember when i met you you're a big hugger yeah i like touch i'm honestly i think i'm crazy insane when it comes to that i like the head scratches and back scratches <laughs> he does he's a very it well but then there are some but then there are some who are like yeah. nope well, you have to like, tell them, you have to warn them. That's what, you know, they'll tell me is no, you need to, you know, ask me first. So I, you know, yeah. they can prepare for yeah, it. Yeah. So like you, you ask, you're good, but then some are like, do not touch or I throw you down basically. Yeah. Had, but that is, that is something that had to, he had to be. That depends on the person in my eyes. Yeah. He, we had to teach him that, you mm -hmm. know, when he was little, we would be in Walmart and he would just see someone that he kind of gravitated towards. And he's like, I'm going to go hug them. And, you know, we had to say, well, that's not really an appropriate thing to do. And then we had to, he would want to give his teachers like 70 hugs a day. And mm -hmm. we had to work on, um, you know, there, I think one teacher had a limit. She said, you can give me like two hugs a day. That's it. When your hugs are gone, they're gone. Um, and then some didn't care. Some hugged him every time he, you know, passed the, that's, that would have, that's me. I hug my students all the time. Yeah. But yeah, we had, there, there were certain things that he, that had to be taught. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So the last one um, perception that I, I'm curious about is, and, and I go to Sam, he's the source, but I really appreciate, uh, Gina, your insight also as an educator and um, filling in those gaps too. So Sam, what do you think about um, things that are like bad words or things that people maybe shouldn't watch? Okay. Yep. I figured that'd be going into that. So with me, I mean, I'm like with the sailor mouth, we all admit it. We're all sailor mouths. Mm -hmm. oh, we are. I'm not going to lie. That's true. See? <laughs> so I tell people, just so you know, Sam, and this is for Gina Moore. Um, I tell people I'm a Jesus girl, but I have a potty mouth. So like, <laughs> oh, don't worry. We have friends like that. that are yeah. Jesus girls are potty mouths. Yeah. But um, me, I'm like, the only word you're not going to say is the all word around me. Then I blow up, but you can say anything else. I mean, I feel like the, why don't get why they always say the F word worse. I'm like, I think the R word way worse than the F word. Cause I say F word. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, Words only have as much power as we give them. Right. And, and, I, and I'll kind of chime in a little bit, just from a different perspective too, is. You're not allowed to. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> We've had to work, and we still work on this, we've had to work really hard with Sam about being appropriate in certain situations. In Sam's mind, and I, and I love this about him, he's a very strong-willed young man, and that's, he didn't have a chance. I mean, with his parents and grandparents, we all are. I mean, that's just how Sam was raised and who he became. But, you know, when you are with like in a classroom, or if you're with my husband's grandparents, my husband's parents, they're a little bit more conservative, you know, than my parents. And so he still thinks sometimes, why can't I just be me and act the way I want to act all the time? I call it behaving kind of, and it's not yeah. like, like bad behaving. It's just limited behaving. I don't, I don't do that. It, but people that aren't on the spectrum get those cues they get those social cues like you said you can read a room sam cannot read a room mm -hmm. and he tries and he's better but it's just part of it you know like he, he to him uh going into a church or going down to my parents house kind of is the same thing <laughs> it definitely isn't no i don't agree so but the, but but that's i'm being honest with you i'm not trying to be rude i'm just Sure, sure, sure. I think that's how he really wants it to be, but it life is just not like that. So that has been a struggle. Well, there's a reason for that. I believe that. Well, if you don't like it, there's a door right there. You have the right to leave. You don't have to sit. There's nothing stating that you have to go to church Sunday. No one's telling you that. No one is literally saying you go to church every Sunday. Maybe your parents are, but no one's telling you. You're the one making that choice. So if you aren't comfortable, there's other things you can do. Go away from me. I'm not going to be offended. Or go out, leave. You're not hurting anyone. But, but that's just the thing. If you go into someone else's area and go into their church, that isn't their your house, reason. their rules. They're not leaving. Then, I, then, then I, you're leaving. Then I, that's fine. That's I'm, I'm a-okay with that. Right. Yeah, their house. When you enter, whenever we go into anybody else's, whether it's a business or a, um, you know, nonprofit or a church or whatever, it's their house, their rules. So you and know, I get that. Yeah. But if you're not comfortable with who I am, you have the right to give me the boot. And 
I'm not going to be mad about it. It is what it is. Nothing personal. It's just business. Well, I think he's going to have to, unfortunately, um, you know, Sam's almost 20 and an adult. We don't have guardianship over him. He, you know, makes a lot of his own choices. He, he knows that he needs help and he receives that help, which I'm very thankful for because he, we all need help, you know. Um, but unfortunately, I think it's going to have to be, and I've told him this before, it's going to have to be a learning experience for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to, we can tell him and help him all we can, but sometimes they just have to go experience it. And then if he's ever in a situation where he's uncomfortable, you know, of course I'll always help him, but that's what it might take yeah. is for him to learn, you know, that way. So that's just kind of a human that's thing. That's just human thing. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. That's not specific to any right. type of person, you know, whether it's men, women, age, abilities, disabilities, and everybody has a disability. We just don't always see them is the thing. And, you know, exactly. you know, on the world of social media, you know, people think that maybe that is somebody's life, but it's nothing is perfect. Nothing. Yeah. But there are cases where I do agree. I mean, I agreed with something the other day. He said, I should have posted it. I looked, I thought, yeah, you're probably right. And I got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, he, he, I don't even know what it was, but he, I, I know what it was. Well, don't say it. I'm not, don't, don't worry. Say it. Yeah, don't say <laughs> it. <laughs> he posted something online, and my husband said, Sam, you, you need to delete that. And he said, okay, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I probably shouldn't have posted that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that you always disagree with me, but it is a, but if they did disagree, then it wouldn't have happened, is my point. Right. It is a challenge. It is a challenge sometimes for both of us, not just me, but for Sam too. So, but, but I think we do pretty good. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a minute just to acknowledge our sponsors. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. And we're back to the second half of our show with Sam and Gina Mitchell, the dynamic duo from Autism Rock. So I want to just welcome them on back in. And we're going to be wrapping up our show where we talk about the future of what do you think it's going to look like in 2030? So Sam, I've seen that there's a lot of games that are coming out now for individuals that um, have autism, but there's also some serious games that are out there to help people learn more about autism for maybe those that may not have it. So what do you think about that? Do you have any? Well, I'm going to try with the speaking gig, sort of start off with that. So ASSA is what we went to in Canada, Assistive Special Education Technology. It was programs on on those apps who, who will help them out the spectrum, like apps and autism going together. There's going to be more of that in 2030. Oh, yeah. It will get to the point where that will be the answer for them. Mm-hmm. And they'll show them, like, this is what you do. They'll know there won't be much doctors around, possibly. Yeah. I think there's always going to be doctors. I do too. But, yeah. But they might be represented. In they might be represented virtually. Way. Yeah, well, they're represented virtually now. Mm-hmm. holograms you know we'll have more yeah. of that but virtual reality you know it's definitely here in different ways 
I work out of a place called Orlando Game Space. I always give them a shout out. And it is a co-working space for game companies. And one of my other companies is Cat5 Studios, which produces this show and also created our game, Intern Pursuit, which is on Steam, a little shameless plug. But the, the thing is, I really want to produce some serious games that are helping individuals that have autism, that help uh, really to raise awareness, but also um, some for uh, cybersecurity, just so we can <laughs> all be on the same page of how we should be protecting, you know, data for sure. And although they're completely different, uh, serious games are about learning. Sam, do you play with Duolingo by chance? Are you learning a language? No, I don't. I haven't, I don't learn languages. I try to launch it and work out well. So uh, Duolingo, it's D-U-O, it's a little green owl, it's cartoonish, but it's a way that people can pick up languages, anything from like Navajo to sub, which can be kind of a little bit obscure at times to, you know, very common languages. So if you're ever so inclined, it is totally gamified. It is a lot of fun. I'm at 15% proficiency. So yay. Okay. What is it called again? Duolingo, D-U-O-L-I-N-G-A. It's got a little green L on it and it's a whole lot of fun, you know, and you're learning, you know, pick Japanese, whatever language you want to learn, they, they've got it. That is neat. I may check that out. Go ahead. I'm, I'm out on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You don't have to be. So robots, what do you think we're going to see? Where do you think we'll see more robots? Do you have an opinion about robots? Well, we we're right. Well, my husband's working kind of with robots. But your no. husband or my husband? Your husband. Oh well, yeah. Your mom's yeah, your husband, everybody. Your dad. Yeah, my dad was working with robots, so I could definitely see more of that in the future. Or it could be do? back it up a little bit. What does your dad do? Robots. He's an electrician. Okay. Okay. He, so he he works at a, a car plant in Indiana, General Motors. Oh, so the and robots that put stuff together. He controls the um, the laptop that controls the arms. And so at his particular plant, they make um, transmission casings and something else. So there's lots of like melted aluminum. It's pr a pretty, I mean, it's not a real safe place to work, but he- It's um, kind of cool though, I will admit. It's it a really cool. neat place. He, yeah. he controls, you know, the, the robots break down and he fixes them, yeah. so- but as he's gotten older, he's how can I word this? He's ready to retire. Yeah, that's the way that we're putting. He's ready to retire. Yeah. yeah. Is that something that you think you want to do? Is build robots? Maybe not down where your dad is, but do you have like robots that you? You know, I don't have the brain for it. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like Legos. You can still put them together. I just don't. I don't. I don't no, I, I've never been with that. Like creativity. Yeah. Like I create certain aspects of it, but creating like like slides and coasters of all that stuff. Too much, he, way too much. Yeah, I, I'm just watching him grow up. He's never been. Trying to enter engineering, trying to build a slide. I didn't build a slide, I built, I'll build a dang swing set. Yeah, he did, it, it's more, it's the mechanical. He's never really had an interest. I don't know if it's that he's just not good at it. It's just. No, it's the fact that I don't understand it. Yeah, but I just, but as far as like creativity, Sam um, thinks a lot in words, mm -hmm. and so his creativity is definitely with words and on yeah. paper. And it's yeah. he's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal writer. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't draw though, but I can tell you about a slide. Be like, all right, here's what I want. 
the what the water slide of the century is what the century slide example like a, a water slide yeah i'm oh, trying to like okay, describe yeah. like i can describe it to you like this is what i want i want to go up make a drop and then yada 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 mm -hmm. yeah the drawing it or now what's mccain what's the inches of it uh five yeah he's he's very um like i said very word-based mm -hmm. you know, very word-based and he's he can he if he watches uh he had an eighth grade social studies teacher that he loved and he, Mr. Goodwin was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He unfortunately had to retire, but he uh, talking about, he played tons of movies and Sam resonated with that so much. Hmm. So um Sam, then if it's not building robots, um, do you write robot stories? And are you writing a book also? We're not writing we're not writing robot stories, but we we do have a book. Yeah, it's about to get done actually. Journey. You could talk about that in a minute. Sure. But I'm thinking I write my memoir once this book comes out. But go ahead and tell them about Journey. You want me to? Go ahead. Okay. So uh so we have had um we have had uh I've had a book idea in my mind for a long time. But um this book, and I can go ahead and tell you it's called Journey. And it's based on a, a little girl who has autism and it's going to be a children's book. Mm -hmm. And so um, fortunately, we have the support of Dr. Temple Grandin. She's been kind of helping me go in a particular direction with this book. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm on the last paragraph and I can set back and say it's it's on paper. It's mm -hmm. not done, but it's there. Like we have it in front of us. So then I'm going to go through like an editing process. Um, I have a publisher in mind and so forth. So um, we are very, very excited. I hope I hope that we're able to really get it out there. You know, um, I signed up to work with somebody also to help write a book. And I feel that it's it's so helpful to have somebody that can say, here, just dictate this. You know, they'll go and take all of the content, clean it up, make it sound like you're the best spoken, <laughs> well-spoken person in the world. Like, oh my God. I know. I've talked to several, one of our board members, yep. one of our board members owns a publishing company. Um, our vice president of our board. And so he's been giving me lots of tips. And it was funny because he said, you know, just get some stuff on paper and mm -hmm. then, you know, send it to them and then they can rework it and they can do this and they can do that. And that really controlling side of me came out and I was like, but I don't want them to change it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, this is what, this is what I want to say and I don't want it changed. And yeah. he was like, okay, we'll work on that. Yeah, yeah, so. I totally get it. Um, yeah, I've told people before, I don't know when your birthdays are, but mine's in October. Either of you guys, October babies? No, mine's mm. January. We're July babies, Dad and I are. You are. I'm oh, January. well, your birthday must be coming up, is it? It is. Yeah. January. Went the two and the one and boom. 21st. When is it? The 21st. Of July. Yes. This month. So here you go, Sam. Happy birthday to you. No, 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 Happy no, no, birthday no. to you. Happy I'm not birthday, doing much. Sam. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I'm, I'm not doing much. I'm probably just going to take the uh, Grand Anderson Roadhouse for the, for the night or Texas Roadhouse. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Okay. So going back to what is your book? It's about the memoirs. Are you wanting to have something different than the book that your mom just shared? Or? Yeah. So my idea is the only way I'm going to be able to tell my story is through creative parts of it. Like probably this will be, you know, I didn't tell you this, but this mouth surgery will be on, will be on the memoir. Oh yeah. That's been tough. Yeah, for sure. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah uh, or playing a board fourth playing a game by yourself in fourth grade. That's why what we'll start with or get close to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he, he told me he went to the same school that I went that I teach at. And so after this is a, just kind of a resonating moment for both of us, I think, but uh, after school, I teach in the middle school and we had to go over to the elementary school. And I think I was in middle school at that time. I think you were too, but we had to, I, after school, I had to go get some paper or something and he came with me and we went into the old speech room where they had the board games kind of stacked against the wall. Yeah. And Sam pointed to a board game and said, oh, that's the board game that I played by myself every day in what grade? Fourth. In fourth grade. And I stopped and I looked at him and I was like, why would you play a board game by yourself. This is like a multiple player game. And he said, because nobody would play with me. And, and, I, and I knew that was happening to a point, but in my mind, it was like, well, all kids kind of go through that. But I think it was pretty extreme, you know, for Sam to be ostracized and people just not taking the time to understand him. So that is what he, I guess what he's saying is that is what we're going to start the book with mm. is that particular occasion so sam you were mainstreamed in the classroom yeah 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 that requires having first the teacher is understanding what's going on and then you know being able to help the other and students. they were but they can only do so much yeah they that is true that is true because you nothing against teachers it's just that you can't do everything mm -hmm. yeah a lot of under the radar stuff yeah a lot of that is so uh, let's see. My next question is, and we're closing in on the end of the show here. Um, best mentoring advice that you want to share with our listeners. So this is one of my favorite ones. Um, nobody can make you feel inferior without your permission. Yeah, I think my, I guess my words of wisdom is to, well, is what I always say. I think of the rope could be nice and not be stupid. Wouldn't we all get along? Mm -hmm. That is so true. But yeah, I, I really like that. I've, I've thought about that before because there's been so many times in my life with my weight when I was growing up that I felt so inferior, but I allowed it. I allowed that to happen. And that's kind of the beautiful thing with Sam is he's always been such a self-advocate for himself. And I'm not saying I wasn't in his shoes as he grew up as far as that school, but he handled things very, very well. Mm -hmm. And there was a point when you, and you can talk about it when you were a sophomore, when he just something clicked in his mind that said, I'm not going to allow this anymore. No, I was just done. I was fed up. Yeah. And he yeah. became what she's saying is I think he became, he thought I'm not, I'm not going to be intimidated anymore. I'm yeah. not, I'm going to, I'm going to speak. I'm, I had to watch a lot of wrestling to learn how not to be intimidating. Though. Let's learn about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So the person that said that is Eleanor Roosevelt, mm -hmm. you know, and I really took that to heart because I, I found it to be one of the best quotes because it's kind of like when you go back to school, well, I'm, 
what is it? I'm made of rubber. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. So, and then there's biblical, you know, verses that you can pull mm-hmm. into so that, you know, you, you just, you can't listen to that stuff. No. Yeah. And you can't receive it. You have to absolutely not receive it at all. Well, we are here at the tail end of the show. So I want to say, um, just give me a minute. Thank you to our sponsor, Cat5 Studios. Thank you to our production team, um, Christian Flowers and Daniel Conte. Our music is by Sophie Lloyd. And we also want to invite any employers and students, please sign up at Employers for Change at www.e4c.tech to learn how you can create diversity and inclusion in your workplace while skilling your people for the future. So I want to say Gina and also Sam, thank you so much for being here today. I look forward to having you guys uh, doing continuing our, our partnership and just raising awareness about autism and how it does rock. I agree. Yes, it does. It I, just, does. I just said that at the wrestling show when they allowed me to get up and talk. Sam, and I got pinned. Yeah, Sam, Sam commented at a wrestling show. And then when I was talking to the audience, I said, um, autism does rock and it does roll. Yeah. And that is for sure. Yeah, It does rock and roll. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much. And I'll be in touch. Thank you. You guys take yeah, care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.